0: I really want you to be running all these accounts or I really want you to be running the agency or I really want you to be running this entire arm of the agency and if we can get to this point I'll hire you help and they work hard they go above and beyond they there's not a lot of like issues internally.
1: Hello, AgencyGo fam. Welcome to How to Scale an Agency, where we interview top digital marketing agency owners like Abstract Management, One SEO, and Uplus to learn how they scale to $10 million in revenue per year. If you would like to be part of a 200 plus member digital marketing agency owner community, go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up today.
2: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to How to Scale Your Agency podcast. Today, we got Joel Allen out of Tennessee with Go Edison. Joel, thank you so much for jumping on the show today, man. How are you feeling?
0: No problem, Jordan. I'm doing great, man. Glad to be here.
2: Yeah, brother. So Joel, everyone, has a really unique story. I've actually never spoken to someone who has been an acquirer of an agency. He acquired a bootstrapped agency back in 2019, Mm pre-pandemic. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about culture today. So for Jill, for everyone that doesn't know you, I would love for them to hear one: who who are you? Who is Go Edison? And then two: what did it look like to acquire AMC? Like, because that's a lot of people love want to talk about that, right?
0: Yeah, sure, no problem. So who am I? I'm I'm just a guy who wanted to work for himself at some point. I didn't have like a strong marketing background. I was looking for a business to acquire, and that's probably a long story in and of itself, but when I was looking for a business to acquire, I was looking for an easy entry point, something I had some experience in. So I worked in marketing for a I worked in marketing for a, a university here locally. Didn't have a lot of experience, but that's where I cut my teeth. And then I was I realized I had this kind of light bulb moment. I was just looking in Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I'm from, well this is a digital remote space. Why don't I expand my search for small agencies? that are already established yet and have some retainer project revenue coming in on a monthly basis. And why not I expand that search across the US? And the first day, I kid you not, the first day I did that, and I've been this has been like eight months in the making when I was searching for this. The first day I found Go Edison out of Denver, Colorado, and connected with them, long story short, it only took about three months to close on the deal. And um it's one of the best decisions I ever made, to be honest with you.
2: I love it. So for everyone that's like because a lot of agency owners have the aspiration, I want to build my business and I want to build an umbrella company to acquire a lot of businesses. What's just like the number one lesson learned from that experience that you just want to impart on aspiring, you know, ac- acquirers?
0: Yeah, sure. Be very patient Be car- and do your homework, which probably any good business broker, if you sign on with one, will d- will tell you to do. Now, we didn't have one in the searching process, but we dealt with one during the actual acquisition. And then I guess the, the fit, let me back up even from there, write down, ask yourself some difficult questions as to why you want to do that. Write down some goals that you have, write down the top three reasons why you are even interested, whether it has to do with personal, your family, because those are some reasons that I had. And then go in and just look at every opportunity through those lenses, through that lens, the lens of your goals, the lens of why you want to do this so that you're measuring it up you know, equally with what you're actually trying to do. Otherwise you could get lost in the profitability of one agency. You could get, and it looks great, but it's you may not really like working with the type of clients that they do. It may not be the actual expertise that you have in marketing, so to speak. So I think that'd be the best advice I could give right off the top.
2: Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. And I think that's, I really love that because one of my favorite mantras is start with why, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's so easy, especially in 2022, with TikTok, Instagram, and everything else on social to pursue the shiny thing, but in reality, and I could say this firsthand, I pursued pursued skills. I went to Amazon to learn how to be an operator, to learn how to be an entrepreneur, And I was able to then from there figure out, I have the skills. I hate my life. I freaking hated Amazon, but I'm now Mm -hmm. positioned to go build a business because I paid Mm -hmm. my dues. All right. So I Mm -hmm. started with my why. It sucked Mm -hmm. for a little, but I'm happy. I love, this is, this is my job. I love to do this, right? This is part of my, part of what I do. So I really resonate with that. And one of the things we were talking about coming into the conversation was culture, which, Mm -hmm. you know, for everyone listening They've probably heard me say this, but if you don't know, like I'm a culture buff, right? That when I went to Amazon, I studied like it was a science lab. How do you build culture from the ground up repeatedly and consistently? So this is one of the things I could riff on for days. Talk to us about your culture system process. Like, what does that look like? What's your methodology behind it?
0: I know that if you have a great team, the way to keep them is culture, because if they're talented their chances are they're gonna start getting opportunities. I mean not the chances are, they are. They are they going to start getting opportunities elsewhere. And one thing I like to tell people is that when I bought this agency in November of 2019 and everyone that worked for the agency then still works for us now and we've grown.
2: Damn. And it's a small
0: team, so it's not like ridic- ridiculous numbers we're talking here. But we are talking three main core people. And they all they've all told me individually that they are happier now than they ever have been at go Edison I think process wise you know one of the things I try to do is have is get everyone on camera running a remote culture is is and that sounds really simple but it's so important when you get on a zoom call or, or a virtual meeting and like two people just don't have their cameras on it's just not it's just not the same there's not like a a facial connection at that point you can't see them in their home or at their workspace or wherever they are there's something personal about seeing them and so I require everyone to have their cameras on I check in with my employees I I would like to do this more often but I do it pretty regularly where I give them feedback but before I give them feedback I give them the chance to give me feedback I want them to tell me what they like what they don't like why they're happy here, what are some things that could be improved upon? And I take that, and I, you know, as the owner and kind of the final decision maker, you, you have to kind of take everything and decide what's, what's best and what's needed. But giving them the opportunity to just kind of share that all the time is, I think, one of the key elements of, of building a strong culture. And then we just lead from our values. One of our strongest values, um, which also kind of overflows into our client relationships is empathy. So if we, if we kind of go into each situation in the other person's shoes, then I think that you're going to win that conversation. Not that it's like a competition necessarily, but if that conversation is probably going to go well if you can enter each conversation from the other person's shoes. Um, so we try to do that internally. And that also, like I said, is a forward-facing value of ours that plays into our client relationships as well. So culture is huge for us. Yeah. Like likes working for me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So you said a lot, right? So for everyone listening, right? My definition of culture is it's what you say and do when people are not around. So it's what your employees, how they act, how they talk, how they feel, how they interact, how they think when you're not there. Right. So I call it group energy or group psychology on a macro level. Right. So I really love a lot of what you're talking about. Right. Giving people one, having empathy two giving, making sure we have FaceTime. Right. So like, there's actually science behind that. Like when you feel like you're connecting to a human, like you release the mm-hmm. chemical of oxytocin, oxytocin mm-hmm. only releases when you're in close proximity with another human, it could be released via zoom. So if you actually don't have zoom on, like on a mm-hmm. chemical level, on a neurochemical level of feeling good about who you're around it that's like, it literally won't happen. So like, that's just one way to literally deepen chemicals. Cause when we feel good, like unconsciously, we wire ourselves to want more of that. So like a lot of agencies are like this, like they turn their zoom off, right? So like, that's, Mm -hmm. you probably didn't know the science behind it, but that's why it works for everyone listening. So we Mm -hmm. have empathy, we talk to them, like you coach them, you give them feedback, but you are humble enough and a great servant leader where you receive feedback, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm seeing a lot of different like, a lot of different interweaving things that are playing on just being a servant leader. Right. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that?
0: 100%. Yeah. I, uh, the university I taught at taught a class called servant leadership. I didn't take that class because I was, I was working there, but I was often interested. I would kind of read the bio of that class, you know, like, what is this class all about? And it always kind of got me interested in that term. I like to learn from people who start at that standpoint and my I don't, I don't know like, how much of me to go into, but like, my grandfather is kind of what an inspiration for me. I mm-hmm. saw that firsthand when I went to his funeral, he passed away 10 years ago. The amount of people that showed up there at his funeral that hadn't seen him in 30 years, but the way he led them, he built a business and he built it to a pretty large business and he led them from a very servant perspective. And so that was like, that's a big inspiration for me.
1: I remember when I was first starting to scale my agency. I felt like I was running in a million different directions. And I was eventually able to scale my agency Twiz to $1.7 million per year in revenue. But not until after I had wasted so much time and money through trial and error. This is why I launched our Agency Go community, the digital marketing agency community I never had. For only $19 per month, you get access to over $100,000 in deals, discounts, tools, and resources to scale your agency. I will also personally teach you how to grow your agency through our group masterclasses. What are you waiting for? Go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up for our membership today. If after 30 days, your head is not exploding with value and you do not feel like you know everything you need to know to run your agency, I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. Again, that's grow.agencygo.io to sign up today.
2: Yo, I I love that, right? And yeah. it's funny you say that because, yes, you're, for whatever reason, right? Like, I was thinking about, you know, six habits of highly effective people or seven habits of highly, yeah, I don't uh, remember the yeah, number,
0: yeah. but number yeah.
2: one is, like, it's also starting with the end in mind, and it's the funeral mm-hmm. analogy, right? And mm-hmm. I think that how do you want to be remembered, but also how do you want to leave a legacy? And I was thinking yeah. about someone who passed away in my life yesterday, and at their funeral, it was crazy mm-hmm. so many people were there right mm-hmm. and you just said it for your grandfather someone that you deeply care about they're people that haven't seen him in years or maybe even over a decade and they're showing mm-hmm. up and i think people will forget what you say but they won't forget how you made them feel and i mm-hmm. think right you talk about culture people will stay in a company even if that company gets huge if they they have loyalty towards you or towards the people around them. So I think that's a really powerful thing. What type of leader do you want to be? And I actually do think I've never really articulated this way. That's where culture starts. It yeah. starts with who do you want to be? What do you want your legacy to be? And that's actually a really interesting paradigm that I haven't considered yet. So thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, happy you know, happy to. I got, I got all kinds of things I can go deep into, but you know, we'll keep it wherever we need to.
2: <laughs> totally. So... Let me ask you for the culture for for retaining your talent because this is a yeah. really hard thing for a lot of agency owners. Is there anything else you're doing from like a talent retention perspective, other than the the handful of things you've already mentioned?
0: I incentivize them. So we're not a huge agency, so they could probably go make more money somewhere else. So I have to constantly be looking for opportunities to incentivize them financially and. I think that does two things. One, so if I think about my employees, they're motivated differently. So I kind of have to figure out how are they motivated? I mean that from both like a kind of an abstract way, but also from a financial way. So maybe they're more motivated from like an entrepreneurial mindset. Although they work for me, they still have that mindset. They want like the high upside, take a risk. Hey, I'd I'd rather help you, Joel, try to build this section of the business and take a larger upside payout on the back end versus a commission like a regular commission right and so i try to kind of keep that in mind and i try to throw those nuggets out and offer them those things because i'm a big believer in being generous and so i try to keep more money in the business and then give it back to them and in an effort to grow the business keep talented people and believe that there'll be a payout on the back end whether it's an exit whether it's a just hire enough people to run it and i can just be the owner that doesn't do anything anymore like what whatever that looks like in five to ten years i think that there's going to be a a payout on the back end where i may be taking less money now um as an owner but i can find i can find other ways to make and and support my family so those are that's probably the biggest thing other than the culture that i was talking about earlier
2: i love it yeah i think i think thinking long-term and being able to incentivize your employees the right way to like give them a long-term play to give them, you know, all these things, it's, it's all collective. So I'm curious mm-hmm. for the performance. What's the result of this type of approach as a leader on the performance of your people, right? Cause I, we have a lot of young listeners, a lot of young agency owners They're who above want to. Yeah. So they go above and beyond. Yeah. Cool. And they go that- above and beyond.
0: They take feedback really well. They feel like they're, and because we're small enough, you know, I mentioned I bought it in 2019, it was founded in 2016, right at the end. So we're now at the size where it's like kind of been in existence for six years, but getting through the pandemic and waiting through that, not only as a smaller agency, but as a, a new business owner, we didn't grow quite as fast as we wanted to in the last year and a half. So there's still this sense of building something and bringing them into that, building it, And showing them where they could be, if we get to this point, this is where I want you to be, right? Like, I really want you to be running all these accounts, or I really want you to be running the agency, or I really want you to be running this entire arm of the agency. And if we can get to this point, I'll hire you help. And so like painting that picture for them, painting that vision for where you want them to be and being authentic about it, obviously, that's the prerequisite is I think super important. And then what I've found is that they just, they work hard. They go above and beyond. They, there's not a lot of like issues internally. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I really want to highlight something you said. Um. So obviously I, I don't know if you're noticing Joel, like I'm really super into the psychology of how everything works. The principle you just talked about, it's called planting the seed right? So when you say, I want you to run the agency one day, or I want you to run this department, or I want you to be here, what we do on a psychological level, it takes where the person is to where they want to go. And now they have a tie, right? So Mm -hmm. the way the brain works, the brain over time evolves where humans didn't have maps. So we had to remember landmarks along the journey. So we could remember how to get from the cave to the forest, Mm -hmm. and it might be a 20, 30 mile walk, but along the way, there's benchmarks. If we can give them that End in mind, right? They'll latch onto that and they'll start to, they'll be way more motivated. They'll be way more invested in what you're talking about, right? Here's where I want you to be. That's a huge hack from a psychological and motivational perspective because people will just stay for that thing. If you, and this is for clients too, if you mm-hmm. can continue to say, Hey, like, I know right now you're, you're like at 100K per month in your business, but like, here's our plan to get you to f- like, million per month if you can show them that map and they believe you when you continue to educate them they'll stay it works just as long with just as well for clients as it does for employees so so dude like i'm i'm noticing like you you're doing a lot of the things that people don't even have the awareness on and it's on a Mm. really deep psychological level how the heck (laughs) did you kind of pick up all these tools because i don't talk to people that often who understand these things, and maybe you're not articulating them. Like, yeah, it's planting the seed, or it's oxytocin because it's Zoom. But like, how the heck are you able to? Yeah. Were you able to get to this spot? Because is it just through learning process and picking up things along um, the way?
0: That's a great question. I haven't really taken the time to like think about that. It's definitely not from studying psychology. I'll tell you that much. Um, it sounds like you've studied a lot more, in a probably can articulate this and a lot smarter about it than I am. I would have to say it's examples in my life that I've watched. From my grandfather, although I was probably too young to watch him, the second half of that story is that my dad took that business, uh, bought it from my grandpa, so it wasn't handed to him. He he bought it, he paid it back with interest and everything, and then just kind of watching him be a leader, and then get allowing him to kind of instill like really simple principles in me and watching it play out, I think was probably the number one thing I can attribute that to. Other than that, it's just sort of a people first approach. I'm sure a lot of people say that, but whether or not you mean it or you actually act on it, whether you have the the drive or the vision to see the long term or not is is something that people again talk about, but whether or not you have it is is a different story. How mm-hmm. I acquired it, i don't know that's the best way I can say is is examples in my life that i've seen yeah and, and surrounding yourself with people that have kind of been there, done that I've always This is a funny, quick, quick, quick story. Everyone I went, all of my friends I went to college with are all very successful. We were like total doofuses in college, right? Just like a lot of people. (laughs) And and like who, we could have gone any direction there. And I think there is something about that way that we were attracted to each other because I, and like they're, they're all successful. Most, a lot of them are entrepreneurs. Um, one of them's like a, a surgeon, one of them's one of the leading it sales guys in the country. It's just like, I don't know. You kind of surround yourself with people that are definitely also yeah. creating good examples and successful. And so you pick up things, you know,
2: No, I, I think that's, I love that. You know, when I quit Amazon, I had a really quick, a really quick turnaround from going from like, I'd have like two like $2,000 in income. Cause I was working as a, like a consultant on the side to like yeah. being able to have 20 K. And someone asked me, he's like, how the heck did you scale like in 12 months or less to like pay yourself that much? And I was like, honestly, I just had the right people around me. All my friends were entrepreneurs, right. all like yeah. a bunch of them were like, were running million dollar and multi million dollar agencies. And they just told me what to do. And I just, mm-hmm. and I just did it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's so much truth to that. And I remember for years feeling lost too, where it's like, it sounds like you like kind of grew with these guys in college. Like I was, like, I was called weirdo because I was the guy studying, listening to podcasts, reading books. When my friends, like those guys in college weren't, they were partying and so was I, but they were partying and like, they just wanted to party and and, like get a job. Right. I was thinking like, I want to party, but I want to be able to build a legacy or like build something big. Right. So eventually surrounding myself with like the one or two people over time to the same point Mm -hmm. as you, led to the mm-hmm. same effect. So, so Joel, mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge you. You sound like an awesome leader, an awesome dude, and a, and just a great like servant to your people. So for everyone mm-hmm. listening um, who wants to check out your agency and you, where can they find you and learn more about your agency? Or or are you and your personal brand?
0: Uh, I would search for me on LinkedIn and connect with me there. Joel Z. Z is my middle initial, so I'm easier to pick out than all the other Joel Allens. You guys can check out my agency at www.goedison.com. Um that's G O E D I S O N. I think most of our social handles are Go Edison Digital. We've grown mostly by referral right now, so we're not really doing like a whole heavy lot on our socials. So you can go check them out, but there's not there's not a lot there right now, which is ironic as a marketing agency. We'd rather run people's socials than our own, which is funny. So yeah, those would be the best places, goedison.com and my LinkedIn profile.
2: Bang. Awesome. Well, Jill, thank you so much and you have a good afternoon yeah. in Tennessee.